Let's ride. Thomas is a beast out of Texas who won a Super Bowl with uh, Seattle. So shout out to both of the number 29s that I can recognize and that I just did a Google image on. I'm not even going to front. Also, happy Mother's Day. Big, stupid, special happy Mother's Day to my wife, my mother, her mother, her sisters, all the mothers I know and all the mothers they had <laughs> that had them. And to all the mothers of anybody who listens to this show, may your Mother's Day, which was yesterday, be a great day. For a whole year until your next Mother's Day. And then may all your following Mother's Days be fantastic after that. Hope I didn't go overboard. Y'all are really special people. And, you know, mothers do a lot, man. You got you to gotta appreciate them while you got them. Because you never know what could happen as life goes, you know. So just make sure you appreciate your mother. I should call mine more, I'm going to be honest. But just appreciate them and, and love them as much as you can. Because life is short and you never know. What can happen in the future that can take something away as precious as a mother's love. So, one time for the moms out there doing their thing. All right. Jumping into this news. Donald Trump, man. Donnie T back in the news doing his thing. And he seems to be making strides over there, overseas, everywhere he's been. I won't just say strides, but I'll say he's making moves. Apparently, um, he just got some guys out of North Korea. He just got some Americans out of there. And that's great. I don't know how they got over there or what they're doing or what they were doing over there. But apparently Donnie T got him out of there. He did something or sent somebody. And um, the boy's going to be coming home, man. And I, I think I, I think it's great. Who I don't know how long they were there. But anytime you hear about somebody that's been detained, coming back, you got to appreciate it, man. You got to, whether you like them or not, hey, it's good that they're coming home. And it's, it's a positive thing for him. Another positive is he's supposed to be a uh, meet with um, Kim Jong-un. I think that's, I, I get confused with Kim Jong-il. I, I think that was his pop's name. I mix the names up. I'm not perfect. Sorry. <laughs> I don't pay attention much to them unless there's some bullshit going on. I hate to admit it, but I have to admit that. But apparently things over there are looking up, man. And it's overshadowing his whole Stormy Daniels situation for the moment. We'll see as further investigations are being done, but... This is a good look for the president. Like, do I like what he does most of the time? Absolutely not. But would I rather see the president look good or bad? Obviously, if he's representing our country, I'd rather see him look good. Big up to him for that. Also, though, with that, that that doesn't mean you got to be distracted when the left hand is shaking. You got to be looking for that gut punch coming from the right, correct? So he recently pulled out of the agreement with Iran, the nuclear deal with Iran. And apparently pissed off a bunch of other countries in doing such. Now, I'm going to personally say it was a power move. That's not necessarily so much about the agreement. Because I'm I'm pretty sure he's going to go back in there 
or send somebody else to attempt to renegotiate to where there's more leverage involved. And at the end of the day, it's going to boil down to one thing, one or two things, and that's money and power. And I looked over very briefly what this deal is about, and it's really about a group of countries, well, the UN, I won't say a group of countries, but the UN ministry coming together and saying, Iran, we want your nuclear program to follow such and such. And they once they, they fit that protocol, the sanctions that are put on them internationally will be lifted, which will allow the country to make a shit, t- a shit ton more money. Looking at it, it's like, do you want a country that you don't see eye to eye with able to accrue that much wealth? Obviously, over over the years, over time, but do you want them to be in a situation where their relations can improve via business deals or what have you? If you're the U.S., more than likely not. A country that you've been at odds with, you don't necessarily want to gain any leverage. The minute they get they get freed up from the sanctions, it makes them able to make more deals, more deals bringing more money, stronger relationships, and you probably don't want somebody that's been basically your adversary being able to make those connections because once they make those connections with other countries they build these alliances then they could potentially be protected by bigger countries or the superpowers for example let's just say russia and china for the u.s in the minds of some it makes sense to put them to kind of keep them under the thumb a little bit and to pull out of the agreement so i could kind of see why that was being done do i necessarily agree with it not really because i think it could spur it can, you know it can uh cause more negative emotions coming from that side and then negotiations break down you got the other countries looking at you fucking crazy like hey we could all make some loot but i i'm thinking he's going to go back in there or send somebody else in there to do something that makes it look good or to make it look better for the conservative republican side of the house and i think if he can finagle that then that's what he'll do so we'll see and also i think they're doing the groundbreaking on that uh in Jerusalem for the um, for the embassy. A while back, Donald Trump officially recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. And that pissed a bunch of people off because it kind of solidifies that as a place just for the Israeli people and it excludes the Palestinians and Muslims who've been there, who live there as well. So it's, it's kind of like a, you know, like a kick in the nuts to all the people who are there who don't really appreciate that shit. Now, normally I would say, why would a country outside of your own recognizing something else as a capital holds so much weight but you got to realize who the united states is outside of the u.s it's a big fucking deal especially in a country where you don't have much and where you're at odds with the side that the u.s is aligning with it automatically puts you on the bad side of that and when i first talked about this, this shit like last year in december when it jumped off, it was like threats of violence are being made. There's already shit going on over there right now because people are tired of it. And once I get the name of the documentary I saw, I'll make sure I let anyone who listens knows the Palestinians over there, contrary to popular media, popular belief, the Palestinians are getting treated like shit. Like some of the men can't live there. They got to drive through all these fucking checkpoints. It's heavily militarized over there where they were Palestinian where the Palestinians are. Like, it's not just a great environment. They're not over there protesting and throwing rocks and blowing shit up for no reason. There's some real shit going on over there. So it ain't it ain't as simple as people try to make it seem and justify what Israel does. There's some, there's some ill shit going on over there. And I haven't watched a documentary in like a year or two, 
so I can't speak too intelligently about it, but I'm just going to say this. It ain't all what it seems when it comes to what's going on over there in Israel and how what and what people think should be Palestine instead of Israel. Because you got to remember, Israel is a created, it was created like in the 60s or 70s. It's not that old of a country. And there was a lot of controversy and a lot of bad feelings made when that uh, decision was put in place to recognize it as a nation. Vice Palestinian, the Vice Palestine, who thinks they got robbed and cheated out of the land that was there. But I, I, I move on from this, man. And just know, you don't always just pay attention to the shiny news. There's always shit going on underneath and beneath that. That it's like it's like a big PR thing. They'll blow one story up so that that more laws and more deals get made when people aren't really looking. So in short, I'm just saying. Be aware. Don't be fooled. Don't fall victim to the hype beast, man. Because the hype beast is definitely out there to get y'all, man. Speaking of international relations, man. Um, not so much news, but it, well, it's news for me, goddammit. I recently did my uh, ancestry DNA, and I actually got my results back today, man. Like when I when I saw the email, I was just like, damn, it, it finally came back, because I expected it to take longer. It said six to eight weeks. And it didn't really feel like it took that long. I did it like April. I did it like late April. And it got back to me really fast. And it could be because I'm in California and the places in Utah. I'm not sure. But it came back faster than what I thought. I went to get some food for Mother's Day. And I just happened to look down and saw that I got the email that my stuff was ready. So I waited till I got home so I can do it in front of my family and kind of see what it was. Because I wanted to, I didn't want to be driving. And, you know, I ended up, I would ended up parking with the food reading through shit and my food would have got all cold and I had to come back, you know, you know, to a pissed off wife and mother on mother's day, why the fuck is my food cold? And I did not have to explain because I'm looking at my DNA results. So I figured I would just, you know, bring the food home, feed the fam, and then go over the shit. So I'll just give you my results right now. So the biggest percentage was Cameroon, Congo. It was 26%. The second biggest was Nigeria with 22%. Surprisingly, uh, my Ireland, Scotland, Wales percentage was 14%. I did not see that coming. I figured it might be in there due to, you know, history for the most part. But I didn't think 14% would be in there. That was kind of that was kind of shocking. I didn't expect that. So I had Senegal 12%. And I had um, Ivory Coast, Ghana 9%. And then it gives you, like, low-confidence regions. So it has Europe West, Mali number 3, Europe South 2%. Benin, Togo, 2%. And South Africa, Central Hunter Gatherers, 1%. Middle East, less than 1%. Polynesia, less than 1%. Native American, less than 1%. African, Southeastern Bantu, less than 1%. Africa North, less than 1%. And Asia South, less than 1%. I actually would have thought there'd be more Native American in there from shit I've been told. But, you know, when you black, everybody is Indian. Everybody has Indian blood. Everybody in the world black right now. I guarantee you, if you ask them, like, hey, you have any Indian blood? And yes, we're going to say Indian blood. We're not going to say Native American. And, and they'll be like, yeah, black. Okay, well, what is it? I guarantee you, I'll give you like a 90% margin of error. If you ask somebody black, hey, you got Indian blood? They'll be like, yeah. And be like, okay, what is it? I guarantee they're going to say Cherokee. <laughs> Every goddamn time. I have not met anybody who has said anything different. Maybe because I was in Florida and the Cherokee ain't even over there. I think that's Seminole territory. 
<laughs> so, but yeah, it just every time I've heard somebody say it, you ask them what they got, it's like, oh yeah, Cherokee. What they probably do with this damn ancestry and be like me with less than one damn percent and be sitting there looking crazy. Like, you thought you was going to college for free. Nah, player. You got to pay like everybody else or get your United Negro on. But, I mean, I can't say like I'm a, I'm, I'm a, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm happy with the results. It ain't nothing like that. I just wanted the damn results. I just wanted to know. Like I told y'all, we got uh, this World Cup coming up and I have several flags from which to choose. So I will be, I will be exercising my right as a Cameroonian, Congolese, Nigerian, Irish, Scottish, Welsh, Senegalese, Ghanaian, <laughs> whatever you call Ivory Coast. <laughs> I will be exercising my right to jump from team to team as I am filled with the DNA, goddammit. So that's what I'm going to do. And uh, yeah, I don't think the Middle East is going to be cracking. Benin, Togo as well. Yeah, I'm going to exercise all my rights because I don't really know shit about soccer. I'm trying to learn. Like, I know you kick the ball and the ball goes in there and there's, you got defenders and forwards and goalies and all that shit. But I don't know too much other than that. Other than a bunch of motherfuckers running down the field to kick the ball. But I will learn more. I will learn more and I will pay more attention to baseball this season. I always say it, but I never do. But this season I'm going to do it. Shout out to um, Giancarlo Stanton because he's been crushing it right now. I think he hit his 10th home run already. Boom. And uh, I just got an alert on my phone. My Bears, my Chicago Bears, just signed the boy John Franklin III from, I don't know if you've ever seen Last Chance You, which is a great documentary series about um this uh, community college called Eastern Mississippi Community College. And they have a, um, a football team there, a, Ju- a Juco football team. And they're like the number one team in the country. And a lot of guys who fall out from the, the, you know, the big the big schools and the big colleges, they go there, and then from there they, they bounce back and go back up to the major college scene if you know if they're well enough, if they're good enough, and then from there they try to get drafted. And we just got uh the Bears just got John Franklin the third, who was a who was supposed to be a, a quarterback at FSU. I guess he got into some trouble. Then he went to um I think he went he went to he went to EMCC. And then from there he went to Auburn, and then from there when Lane Kiffin left, he went with Lane Kiffin to um to FAU, and FAU had a hell of a year. And from there he just got signed with the Chicago Bears. Hopefully they utilize him, man. I, he, this guy's got ridiculous speed, blazing speed. I hope to see him on the field. It's too bad, so sad it didn't pan out for him at quarterback. But from what I saw, he had some issues with accuracy. But who knows what the future holds, man? Maybe he could work himself to be in the backup. Or he could be a really dope receiver and a kick returner. Because as a QB, as a former QB, him being a receiver, he should understand the way routes are supposed to be ran and be able to absorb offense really quick. So I wish him the much, not the much, I wish him the most success possible, especially with him playing for my beloved Chicago Bears, goddammit. But yeah, back to the DNA shit. I think it's highly important that everybody do it. Especially if you're black. Yes, I believe it should be free. Brought here against your will. Definitely should get this done for free via the government. But hey, if you got the money, fuck it, go ahead and pay for it. Until that happens, we own our own, goddammit. So if you got the cheese, go on ahead and pay for it, man, and get the shit done. Yeah, I think when you when you have a country or a country to look back and check your lineage, I think it does something for you psychologically. Like I'm I'm still in the shock phase right now. Like I immediately though went to Wikipedia, started looking shit up only because I didn't realize 
if you press the damn arrow on the side of the country, it gives you a bunch of information. But I definitely went in there and um, went to images and was looking at these different countries to see if I could see anybody that looked like me. Because honestly, I'm trying to figure out where, where I get it from. I know my mom, my pops, but I just wanted to see if I have a distinct look that lines up with any other country. Like I've met Africans in the past. They say you look like maybe what's Africa, maybe Ghana, maybe whatever. But you don't know because you're not from there. So for me, I was like, well, once I get my list, I look. And did I see anybody? Nah, not really. <laughs> but when you go and do Google Images and, or Bing Images or whatever and look at the people, they don't always have what we consider typical African features. A lot of these people I've seen in the pictures, if you gave them a low fade or if you just gave them an edge up, you wouldn't even know. So it just kind of goes to show you when you realize where you're from or where you're origin from, it opens up your mind. To, it makes you want to learn about your history, especially for blacks. It makes you realize you're more than just a, a descendant of fucking slaves, man. It makes you really, it makes you really, really think. And I'm going I'm to make sure my wife does it because I ended up getting another kit. Because I'm interested to see what her background is. And then from there, I can kind of, we can kind of, I guess, estimate what we got in both of our kids. But um, I'm really excited about this. I look forward and to digging further into it. And if I learn any more about it, I'll let y'all know. Also, though, it will it will show you who you're connected to. And I found out I had a first cousin who was on there. About three, four hundred fourth cousins and a few hundred third cousins. Maybe I think about trying to contact somebody. I don't know if there's a group or whatever. But if at all possible, I would really like to do it because I think it's cool to a certain extent. Though, like, like I'm not inviting a motherfucker over to my house. Like, nah, we can, we can, we can email. <laughs> we can't even text, but we can, we can email, and then we can build up. But I'll keep you on the loop with that, for, you know, for those that are interested. And then we go again, man. Um, back to the playoffs, man. So today, LeBron and them, well, I would say Cleveland, they played Boston and they got blew the fuck out which I did not see coming, but I probably should have. I, I think Cleveland is a team that needs to be to be playing. I don't think you can um, they can afford to take a break with the roster they have and expect to jump right in and be competitive. Boston is young, and Boston is they ready to run and gun and do their thing. They're going to out-athletic Cleveland flat out. Like Other than LeBron, nobody matches up with them athletically. They have the better point guard. They're better on the perimeter, barring LeBron James. They got Al Horford in the middle. They got Baines. They got um, Marcus Smart coming off the bench. They got um, they got a pretty decent squad, and that's with them missing Kyrie Irving and uh, Gordon Hayward. I still see LeBron and them getting out and going to the finals. Unfortunately, I feel like LeBron is playing to lose. I think they'll get past Boston. It may take seven days. I mean, not seven days. It may take seven games. But I think they'll get past Boston and then lose in either five or six games to Golden State. I predict Steph Curry will finally get his finals MVP. That's my prediction. I think if he gets there again, especially playing against Cleveland, there's really nobody to guard him. He's going to tear their ass up because if they meet in the finals again, you got to put LeBron on KD. You absolutely have to. He can't do what he did last year, how he kind of floated around and let other people guard KD. I think it was Tristan Thompson. You can't do that. You can't do that. Like, you got to guard KD this time around if they make it back to the finals. Because if not, they're going to shoot. They're going to chew your ass up for real, and he'll get another finals MVP. 
But they'll probably, hopefully, when they get there, they'll have LeBron on KD, and then J.R. Smith will probably guard um, Steph Curry. But I predict they'll go down in six in the fucking finals to Golden State. And that's even if Golden State has a, a seven-game series with Houston, to me, that just means they're going to be ready to play. They're going to be amped because anybody coming out the East is going to be barbecue chicken. I don't give a fuck if it's Boston or Cleveland. Once they get in that finals, their ass is done. Even if it's Houston going, whoever they play, it's a wrap. I'm not going to lie. Houston and Boston might be interesting. That might be really interesting to see. But I'm still going with Golden State, Cleveland, with Golden State getting the win. And I don't, I'm not sure what happened with uh, Houston and um, Golden State yet because I'm not watching the game. I'm actually recording this right now when I could be watching the game, but I got to do what I got to do, man. So, fuck it. I'm out here with y'all trying to make this work. The NBA free agency, I think that's going to be really interesting next year. People are thinking LeBron's going to leave Cleveland already. I'm not so sure. I would hate for him to do that. He's already left and came back once. His legacy is taking enough of a hit. And I don't think he's at the point in his career where he travels. Like, you've been in the league 15 years. If you go anywhere, it needs to be home. There shouldn't be no more, I'm jumping to this team. Nah, fam, you're the biggest fish in the ocean. If other guys want to win, they need to come to you. LeBron is the type of player that shares the ball and depends heavily on his teammates. With him being the best player in the world and all, he, he don't have those assist numbers for no reason. So I, he depends heavily on his teammates, man. So for some of his success, now he can go out and give you 40 whenever he wants for the most part. Unless he's having like an off night on the offensive end, he can get you 40 whenever the fuck he feels like. But I still really believe he depends a lot on his teammates because sometimes he'll, he'll give you 40 and still fucking lose. So they got to do their job. So if I'm a superstar and my contract is up, I got to consider going to Cleveland if LeBron stays. There's really no reason for him to leave. People say, oh, he wants to win. You got to think about it. LeBron's going to the Lakers. Why would he go to the West? I understand he's going to make any team better wherever he goes. That's cool. Yeah, that we all know he's going to make a team better. 20-something points, 7, 8 rebounds a game. Maybe one or two blocks. That's going to improve any team. But I don't know why people are fixated on him going to L.A. This man is not trying to compete in the West. This man is trying to win championships. And the easiest way for him to do that is for him to stay in the East and stay in Cleveland where he has leverage. Because that whole city knows. Once LeBron James leaves, Cleveland as a sports town is probably going to go on the fucking toilet. It is my belief that with him being there, he brings other athletes there. And I'm not just talking basketball. Like, he's a huge ambassador for Ohio as a state. So if you're a star athlete and you're getting looked at by one of these teams in Cleveland, you're going to want to be there so you can maybe rub oh, you want to rub shoulders with LeBron James. He's going to the Indians games. He's going to fucking Ohio State games. And he, I don't know if he's a Browns fan, but if you're a, a big-time player, you know, in Cleveland, you, you want to rub shoulders with LeBron. I mean, if I was an athlete and starting my own right, I'd want to. I'm trying to be, to be around the Browns because they're the hottest thing in the city right now. I mean, not the Browns. I'm trying to be around the Cavs because they're the hottest thing in the city right now. And he, he can show people, you know, that in Cleveland, you're going to spend less money. And sure, you're going to, you don't have like all the, you know, you don't have all the weather. But especially if you play basketball, you're going all the time anyway. So why not be somewhere where you can save some money? Great sports towns. You got all three major sports there. 
great fucking loyal fans. You're going to get all the seasons. And, I mean, you're an athlete. And if you're a superstar athlete, you can travel anywhere you want. You can maintain homes in different places. So I don't see why, as an athlete, you wouldn't you wouldn't go there. Now, I knew his, his reason for leaving, him and management had, him and ownership had issues. He had a situation with his mom and the teammate. They fired a coach. I can understand him wanting to go be a millionaire in Miami. It probably, I'm going to say he lost money being on there because I don't, while the rest of Florida is cheap, I don't think it's cheap in Miami. So he probably could make out financially better being in Cleveland. But, shit, LeBron lives in L.A. Or he has a house in L.A. So I really don't think it makes much of a difference if you're a star as far as all the one to be in Cleveland, whatever. Fuck that. If that's me and I'm trying to win, that's where I'm going. So if I'm Paul George, going to the Lakers is dope. I get to be home. But if you want to win and LeBron James is staying put, in Cleveland, and Paul George trying to be the guy hasn't really worked out. He was in Indiana, didn't really have the team. If Paul George slides to Cleveland, you in. You all you got a ready-made team. I would assume that the Cavs are going to make some moves to get you in there at the salary that you can appreciate and that you can respect. Because I mean that's automatic Eastern Conference Finals. Shit, they going back every year anyway, as long as LeBron there. As long as they keep that team together, him going back, well, him going to Cleveland makes them a definite competitor for the championship coming out of the East. Because then you'll have those, I, don't, I really don't think with those two guys on the same team, even Boston with Kyrie, Hayward and all that, I don't I don't think they can beat that. And who knows what they're going to do with that team because now do they even keep Gordon Hayward? Somebody in Boston got to go because with the way them boys playing and with Kyrie coming back off of injury and him consistently being injured, you got four, you got what, four wing players over there? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Well, you got three, potentially three small forwards over there. I know uh, Jalen Brown can slide back and forth between the two and the three. But who's going to sit on the bench? You going to ask your uh, Jason Tatum, your potential rookie of the year, potentially, to sit on the bench? You going to ask Jalen Brown in his third year to sit on the bench where he's been balling? You going to ask Gordon Hayward to sit on the bench and you didn't pay them all that damn money? Shit. What you going to do with Terry Rozier? So, I mean, Boston could be in for a collapse. If you're talking about guys coming back and not getting that same playing time they thought they were going to get, we don't know. And shit, Paul George could potentially end up there. Who knows what Kawhi's going to do? I don't know how long how long Melo's contract is. And I'll tell you this, if not Cleveland and I'm Paul George, I'm trying to see what's up with New Orleans. If they can afford them. Or if you want to be a star in a small market, Orlando, you you can save a lot of money in Florida. They already got Jonathan Simmons. Now, Orlando's going to be a slow build, but you have a decent decent center. You're going to get a high draft pick, and you already got Jonathan Simmons down there. Who knows what uh, the guy out of Florida State, Jonathan Isaac, who knows what potential he has in the future. He's He's going to have two summers under his belt as far as developing. Hopefully, he's gained some weight. Who knows who else they can grab in free agency? I'm just there's options other than just going to the Lakers. Now, as a person who roots for the Lakers, I'm not mad at Paul George for going there. I do think that'd be probably be a better option for Carmelo with him wanting to be on the perimeter. And with them running, I think Carmelo Anthony spreads the floor for like Lonzo. I think I said it last week. But I, I can see I could definitely see Melo working out better in LA. 
than a Paul George who may slow the ball down. I'm just saying. I think that path of success for them is going through the East, especially for PG. If LeBron stays in Cleveland, there's no reason why he's not attracting another star there because that team is going to make moves, especially if they go to the finals and lose, which I think they're going to do. Even if they fucking win, they're going to be willing to make some moves to get another star in there. I mean, if you're, going, if you're willing to ship out half your roster midseason to make it work, why would you not? But I'm just, that's just me. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Rap music this year. Now, 2017 was a pretty good goddamn year for rap music. Jay-Z's album came out phenomenal. Kendrick, super dope. Big Crit, super dope. Saha was super dope. Drake's album was good. There's somebody I'm fucking forgetting, but... 2017 was a good year for rap music. A really, really good year. But I will say this. It looks like 2018 is on 2017's ass, and it's only May. We five months in, and there's been some good damn albums came out. So Kendrick, he did, he put together, the, he was the, the EP, the executive producer for the Black Panther soundtrack. It's fucking dope. It was real well. It was put together real well. I like how it fit with the movie. It's a good album. It's a real good album. Especially after coming out right after Damn. Because you still hear no songs on the radio. But um, that Black Panther soundtrack was a good album. Then you had Nipsey's album came out. And Nipsey's album is fucking crazy right now. It's, it's, I, I can't listen to it enough. Is I mean, from top to bottom, the intro, the Ken, the Kendrick Lamar feature, um, Blue Laces 2, Status Symbol 3 is one of my favorites, Rap Nick is probably my favorite song on the album. It's a really good album. It was, it was received very well and everything, man. So, I mean, 2018 is looking good. You had, a, who else came out? Fonte put out a really good album. It's short, but it's to the point. It's enough you can sit to and listen and one commute. And if you're not familiar with Fonte is, you need to go look up and see who Little Brother is. The, the duo Little Brother or Ninth Wonder. And you'll get to Fonte somehow. But Fonte is a part. He was one-third of Little Brother. He's a really dope rapper, man. Highly rated by other rappers as a lyricist. He speaks in plain English. Easy to understand. Fonte's album, uh, No News is Good News, came out. And it's pretty goddamn good. Um, Royce the Five Nine. The Book of Ryan is fucking incredible. And I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be 100% honest. I've never even had a Royce album before. I've heard him on songs. I've heard some of his own songs. I know he's dope. I had the Slaughterhouse, the Slaughterhouse album a while back. Royce the Five Nine is one of the best lyricists ever, hands down. But this Book of Ryan shit is dope. The whole album, he's telling the story about his upbringing. And he's getting to some of his own issues he's had. And it's the most personal we've ever seen Royster Five Nine. And he's um he's uh shown basically he's basically showing people who he is and that he can do more than just be the nigga who beats you to death with bars and shit. Like the prime albums are dope, but for him to give you a little more of himself and to be this personal shows you that he's more than just a rapper, he's an artist. 
and it's it's a really good album. Um, I think one of my favorite parts on the on the album is "Protecting Ryan," and uh, the song "Cocaine" is pretty dope. A lot of people like that. It's too many dope songs for me to listen to. Not listen to for me to remember because I just kind of let that shit ride. Also, Styles P supposed to have a good album out, man. It's supposed to be a really good project. Shout out to my man, um, Bumbe, my boy Eddie. He reminded me about this shit. I haven't listened to it yet. I keep meaning to, but I keep going back to those same albums I've been mentioning already. But um, Styles P supposed to have a pretty good album, and Jim Jones' album is supposed to be good too. I got both downloaded. I just haven't listened to them yet. As soon as I do, I will let y'all know how dope they are, man. Cause they're supposed to be pretty good and shit. Um, I already told you about J Cole's album. That's self-explanatory. Didn't even need no promo. Put up a picture on Twitter. People went fucking crazy. Got the album. The album's super dope. The standout song for me, obviously 1985, because he's actually addressing the younger guys rapping, giving them some advice, giving them a little smack in the back of the head, but mostly dropping some dollars for them boys to follow down the line. Who else? Uh, oh yeah, another point I was gonna make about this year. As far as rap music is that this album that even ain't even came out yet. Drake album ain't came out yet, and Drake owes us one. Drake Drake owes us like a banger. He put out some albums. They got good music on them. They're good, but if you line them up next to those other albums that came out, nah. I I maintain the fact that Drake makes great music, but I still maintain the fact that Drake has not given us a classic yet. That's just how I feel. Like, you can listen to it all the way through. It's good music, but he ain't giving me, like, a like a classic yet. Like, you could put together a Drake classic if you pull songs from different albums. But as far as giving us, a, like, a classic, he hasn't done it yet. And we're going to see. Because uh, that Nice For What, the nice, nice For What, it's a good song. But I feel like he just bamboozled a bunch of women. Like, and I don't want to um take this the wrong way. I, wanna, I don't want to say this the wrong way. But it's got, he got like, they say he got like the cheat code song out there. And I was like, maybe. But when you combine it with the video, you're showing all these prominent females. You got them in the boardroom. You got them out there having fun. Got them doing ballet, riding horses and all that shit. That's cool. But you basically made a twerk song <laughs> and told them to be nice for what? You made, a, you made a song for the Instagram models. And then you put prominent women in the video. To, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm big, enough, I'm you know, I'm big, I'm gonna do a big up for the women and all that, but you really just made a song for them to go out there and work too. It is what it is, man. Like, <laughs> don't hit the play, hit the game. The song's taking off, and shout out to Drake for using that Lauryn Hill sample, and maybe introducing some people to Lauryn Hill, who have uh, been unfortunate enough not to really hear her music. Uh, who else album got it? Oh, Kanye and Kid Cudi still got albums coming out. They may only be seven songs, but I mean, in a in a climate where people get tired of music at the snap of a finger, I mean, seven songs just may be enough if you're just putting it out to put it out. I mean, shit, you, I'm not mad at you. As long as it's dope, you'll be fine. I feel like as long as the artist is putting out something dope, they'll be fine. And uh, shit, Ray Sherman's album came out. And, you know, I'm in my 30s, but I listened to the album to see what the, the fuss was about. And I've been hearing Sway Lee doing these hooks and shit. And I'll be honest, I like it. Uh, I think it's dope. I, I like what they did as far as breaking the album up to give, you know, each other a little bit, a little bit of shine. 
I think it's dope. I think it's worth checking out if you just want to, I mean, if you just want to have fun and not think, if you just want to groove, that's the one you put on. It's not so much a, like a trunk banger, but if you just want to listen to some music while you're in the whip by yourself, there you go. Check out Ray Shrimp. It's called Shrimp. And I think that's that's about all I got for the music. Um, Childish Gambino. Now, I named, I named the last podcast America This Is. Obviously, a playoff This Is America because of the video he put out, which was great. It got a lot of people talking. It's controversial. There's a lot of references in the video. And if you look at it, it's like a, you got to look at it like a piece of art. Like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you, but I'm showing you this. I'm, I'm, I'm waving the left hand, but I want you to pay attention to the right hand. It's like the, it's the, the opposite effect of what I was talking about earlier. Like, hey, look at me, but look back here. This is what's going on, and this is a representation of how our country is right now. Like, I'm getting my money, but fuck everything that's going on. What I want you to know is I'm getting my money. And with the video being, you know, really a satire or whatever, and what it was showing in the background, everything going on, it's put there to make people think and bring about conversation, which it did. Unfortunately, some idiot on the internet chose this as a time to, to start a different conversation. They chose to, 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 to point out, oh, he's got mixed kids and all this, that, and the third. And I mean, come on, man. That, that's what you got to offer to the, the situation. And I don't even know if I think I talked about this one the last one. I'm not sure. But I was talking about it with, you know, my wife and everybody. And it just, it made me want to speak about it again. Just to, you know, to to really explain my thoughts on it as quickly as I can. I will say this. As a person who is looked at as, air quote, woke, does it look crazy does it look a little a little weird when you're with somebody outside of your race? I will concede to you that fact it does look a certain type of way. Should that overshadow the message? Absolutely not. Now, what he does in his private life is his business. What he does when he's on the stage, that's what I'm really there for. I'm the type of person if somebody's Celebrities married, like I really don't give a fuck about none of your personal shit. I don't want to know. I just want, if, especially if it's music, I want there to be some sort of authenticity to it. it, like some sort of reality to what you're doing. That's my thing, especially um now when you got everybody so put together by the industry. Every superstar is like a Mister and Mrs. Potato Head. The label says do this, do that, this, that, and the third to fit into the industry standard. But with somebody like Childish Gambino, who doesn't conform, kind of does his own thing. And when he speaks about black ownership, the new black renaissance and all that, one would kind of assume that that if he had children, they'd be with a black woman. If you don't really pay attention to, to how he is. And if you look at Donald Glover from how he's been looked at, you can see he's been looked at as the oddball, as the, I won't call him lame, but as the, you know, the outsider, the oddball. Now, I will say, I'm, I'm on the camp. I'm in the camp that doesn't see a lot of black women being attracted to that type of guy. Now, I could be 100% wrong. But my thing is this. 
you never heard this going on or any concerns about his love life before he made the video. Now, it wasn't a big, big thing. It was big enough that somebody tried to blow it up. And I think at the end of the day, they look stupid because he's a phenomenal artist. And he's going to do what the fuck he wants to do. And he's going to be successful. And he hasn't done nothing to hurt the community. Whether you, depending on how you feel about his relationship status or not. Like, he hasn't done anything to harm us. So I, I really don't see the big deal. As long as he's advocating for people of color, as long as he's speaking with his art and he's telling the truth, I don't see nothing wrong with what he's doing. Now, I can see if he was R. Kelly, he was out here pissing on black women and marrying them super young and all that shit. I can see if he was doing that. If he was doing something to harm black women and then turn around and was with a white woman, then I'm like, little bro, they're about to get you the fuck out here and I fully support her. But he's not. He's not one of those guys. So I really don't see why people are that mad. But it is what it is, man. Congratulations to him on his success. And congratulations for people receiving that message the right way and being able to look past this little dumb internet bullshit people got going on trying to take him down a notch after he's stepping up and doing something on our behalf. Because rest assured, he is comfortably rich and doesn't need to do any of this shit. He could just shut the fuck up and make music about shooting niggas and selling drugs, but instead he's doing something different. So, kudos to Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover. And um, in closing, man, I hope y'all seen fucking Avengers, because I'm about to fuck up the movie for y'all. So here's what happened. I'm not going to do that. I wouldn't do that to anybody. I hate when people do that shit. But you need to go check it out. If you're a fan of the Marvel series, I am a casual fan at best. I watch the movies. I don't always watch them in the right order. I kind of watch them as they come out on Netflix or on HBO because I don't get a lot of chances to go to the movies. But I will say it's worth seeing. If you haven't seen it, it will surprise you. And um, I did learn one thing from watching this movie, man. Thanos is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is Thanos. And once you finish watching it, if you're a sports person, you know what I'm talking about. So on that note, man, I'm out. Remember, learn something tomorrow you didn't learn today. And, you know, make tomorrow a better day than you had today. And just work on Let's improve the world, man. Let's do it one interaction at a time. And uh, read. Don't be like me. Read. My attention span is too short. I'm trying to get back into it. I got five or six books I need to read. And I'm going to have the time to coming up real soon. And I will be trying to tackle that. Also, I'm like a week out from my surgery. And I should be able to pump out another one of these next week. But if the week after that you don't hear shit, nigga on pills, man. <laughs> and uh, I ain't up to it. I'm going to have to figure it out. It's my shoulder. I'm going to be laid up. But uh, I will definitely um, do my best to get on here and do it again. Because I like it. All four of you people that listen, I appreciate you. Reach out to me, man. No playing this ride at gmail.com. All lowercase. No playing this ride at gmail.com. Also, there's a Facebook page, No Playing This Ride. There's a YouTube page, No Playing This Ride. And then, um, of course, you have the Twitter, No Play 247, capital N, lowercase O, capital P, L A Y, No Play 247 on Twitter. Hit me up. Follow me. I'll follow you back. And then maybe we can talk about shit, about burritos. Shout out to San Diego. I love this place. Uh, I think 
that's about it, man. Uh, don't see Infinity Wars, man. 